So Peter the hasty, Peter the headlong, Peter the speaking impertinently and unadvisedly, the ready to repent Peter, the ever wading into waters too deep for him Peter, the ever turning to his master again like a little child Peter. Peter was the greatest of the apostles, and Peter's our focus this morning. Peter's gospel is our gospel. And etched into our hearts are some of his most memorable words. Peter spoke more often than any other apostle. In fact, if you write down his words, and I'm just going to give you a few of them, Peter's words equal more than all the other 11 put together. I mean, Peter was at the front of the line. No one spoke as much, and as we listen to the words, think of how they remind us of the man who could never get enough time in Christ's presence. Oh, how Peter longed to walk with Jesus. And you can feel the passion of his heart as I read these words. In fact, each one of these words is a picture in my mind, and I hope it is in yours, as I, as I survey. I, in fact, I call this list Peter's Top 20, his unmistakable footprints, the footprints of a man who wanted Jesus with every ounce of his being. The first one is in Luke 5 and verse 8. So just turn to the next book. You're in Mark. Turn over to Luke chapter 5 and verse 8. And... Uh, This is just one example. Uh, When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Now this is Peter. Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. Ever felt that way? Peter and his experiences are our experiences. When we really get a sight of who Jesus is, we want to fall down at his knee and say, Depart from me. You are holy and I am not. You are sinless and I am not. And you are perfect and I am not. And Peter so evidences that. Let me just read some more. You don't have to turn to him. Lo, we have left all and followed thee, Peter said. What shall we have after this? You ever wonder that? Especially when you sacrifice for the Lord and make choices. Do you ever say, Lord, I'm doing all this. What am I going to get? Peter just speaks for us. Here's another one. Be it far from thee, Lord, this shall never happen to thee, when Jesus talked about the cross. Wouldn't that be something we would say? I mean, we want to keep everything like it is. Isn't that how we are in life? We don't want our kids to grow up, and when they get grown up, we don't want them to, you know, move out. And then after they move out, we don't want them to, you know, we just, we like to keep everything kind of fun and like it was. And, and that's how Peter was. He was looking at Jesus kind of like, I like it around the table here, and let's not all grow up. And Lord, be it far from you. You're going to die and leave? I don't like that. How about this? Lord, if it be thou, bid me to come to thee on the water. Now, what a statement that is. I mean, anybody ever walked on water before? I mean, what is that? He just, what did he want to be? He wanted to be where Jesus was. And, and if Jesus was out there, he wanted to be out there. And if there was a storm, he didn't care. He says, if you will bid me to come to you, I'll come to you. Do you see why God liked this man? Do you see why Jesus chose that man? Jesus takes our imperfections and failures if he can see in us that there is an unswerving desire for him. We want to be with him. We want to know him. We want to love him. And then those instantly following words after Peter did jump out of the boat and walk across the water. Lord, save me. As he's sinking down, I can just see it. And instantly Jesus' hand I bet he never forgot that instant of feeling that hand. I mean, 
going down into what the Jews thought was the abyss of the demons, which is what they thought the Sea of Galilee was. They thought all the demons were at the bottom because it was kind of like a bottomless lake. It was so deep. Amazing. Lord, save me. Here's another one. Right after that, Peter said, The crowds pressed thee. How sayest thou, Jesus, who touched me? I mean, isn't he practical? Jesus was always swarmed with people, and they were all crowding around. He says, what do you mean, who touched you? What are you talking about? I mean, he's just so impertinent and so real. Here's another one. Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God, followed up by these words, to whom can we go but to thee? Thou hast the words of eternal life. You're the one. Where else can we go? Here's another Peterism. Lord, it's good for us to be here. Let's make three tents. One for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. Again, he liked everything to stay like it was. He said, this is great. I don't want anything to change. Here's another one. You ever thought this? How often shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Like, I'm really magnanimous. I've done it twice, you know. That was Peter. Here's another Peter. Thou shalt never wash my feet. Immediately followed by this statement, Lord, don't wash my feet only. Wash my hands. Wash my head. Do you see in Peter, he makes these bravado statements, and as soon as he realizes they were wrong, he changes. That's what God can use. He was willing to acknowledge he was wrong. Here's another pair of them. Though all men deny thee, yet I will not. And just a few verses later, I know not that man. Three times with cursing and swearing, he said that. Right after the resurrection, Peter said these memorable words, I go a-fishing. You know what he's saying? I'm going back to something I can predict and I know what it's about. This Jesus thing, just, I don't know. I don't know if I can do it. So he was having second thoughts. Here's another Peterism. Lord, thou knowest all things. Thou knowest that I love thee. That was his restoration. Here's one in Acts 3 in his ministering life. Silver and gold have I none. But what I have, I give to you in the name of Jesus Christ. Those are memorable words. I love this one. Neither is there salvation in any other. For there is no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Here's another one. Talk about a flip-flop. Listen to these words in Acts 10. Not so, Lord. Now that is a paradox. You don't say no to the Lord. Peter was a paradox. And then he followed up. For as much then as God gave them a gift like unto us, how could I withstand God? 